All right, we're back on episode six of Will of SNES. Uh, we drew a game this week. It was called No Escape. Uh, never heard of it. Uh, thought it was going to be a wrestling game, and then uh, turned out Ray Liotta was on the cover of it. And then there's a movie, and that's a whole thing too. But uh, before we get into all that, this game was released in 1994, and here is the scope of the game. Based on the Hollywood action thriller, no escape puts you in the shoes of Robbins, an inmate on the island penal colony of Absalon. Free to travel anywhere on the island except off. You'll come face to face with ultra-realistic characters, rotoscoped from real actors, and confront countless deadly traps. You'll be forced to fight or outsmart gangs of savage outsiders. Only the insiders, insiders camps give you a place to rest, exchange information, and trade items necessary for your escape. A detailed warden's overhead map lets the player choose which part of the island to explore next. If you gather together the right pieces as you proceed, you'll ultimately confront a final choice. To boldly break free in the prison helicopter or ship quietly away in this or slip quietly away in a specially designed stealth boat. Unlike the movie, the ending to this story is up to you. So, uh, I mean, if that don't make you want to run through a wall, Josh, I don't know what will. <laughs> uh, quite the build-up for this game. Uh, it's a lot to put on a box. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot there. Uh, now, it was developed by Bits. Uh, basically, uh, they did a, Bits that did a lot of uh, developing. Uh, one of the things that uh, did stand out to me is they did do quite a few games that were based off movies. Uh, some of the ones I've seen was like Robin Hood. Now, they were on all different systems, so it wasn't necessarily just one system. But they did Robin Hood. They did Terminator, uh, Last Action Hero, uh, Constantine, Die Hard. I think they had an itchy and scratchy game that may have got canceled. And, of course, Sony uh, published this game. I'm sure they're the ones that uh, had the movie. Makes sense. So, yeah, you know, the game is at 94, uh, you know, at the end of the cycle. Uh, so, I don't really know what to say. The game, but it, 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 I felt implied, I had to watch the movie after this game, whether that be uh, good or bad. Uh, so, I think that to get the full experience, you kind of have to watch the movie to go along with the game. But uh, basically, the, the plot of this is a guy that has been uh, put in uh, basically an island uh, where you have to fend for yourself, uh, trying to escape or survive. Uh, I think the tagline off the movie is survival of the fittest. I'm pretty uh, sure that was the tagline. So, uh, you know, there's nothing really more to say is you, you know, get dumped in a jungle and then you just try to figure out how to survive, I guess. I mean, the only thing other that I got to say is, man, is... Those jaws. <laughs> now, when the the game starts up, there's a uh, it goes through a story scene, and then uh, it lasts a pretty solid couple of minutes too, which isn't bad. It actually gave you some background, some filler, a little bit at least. It did, it did, and uh, uh, so basically, it was just like the movie. Uh, you know, you had uh, insiders, you had the outsiders. Uh, uh, it wasn't really a whole lot to add to it. I mean, it, I mean, it's pretty straightforward, I guess. Uh, yeah, the cutscenes was like it was you standing there and there's a fire, an explosion or something like that. Then you watch your, I'm assuming, wife. If you don't watch the movie, it looks like a wife or girlfriend or something like that being burnt to a crisp. You pull out a gun, you shoot at somebody, and boy, does he have some jaws on him. Yeah, and and to go back to the the movie aspect of this is uh, basically it looks like uh, the character, the main character, Robbins Dobbins, whatever his name was, uh, at Robbins, he uh, was uh, some kind of soldier, and he shot his superior, and that in the cutscene it pops up and it says, "Hey, uh, first degree homicide" or something to that sense. So that's kind of why you got put there. Uh, you know, the movie, you don't really learn, I don't think, a whole lot in the game about what necessarily happened. No. no. There's a little bit in the cutscenes. In the movie, it goes a little bit more that, uh, basically, uh, spoiler alert on a damn 30-year-old movie. If you haven't watched it, then it's on you by this point. So, basically, 
they ended up bombing or going into a village and supposed to be full of hostiles and they killed a bunch of women and children. So that's why he blew his superior officer's brains out and they ended up on this island. Yeah, but like I said, from the opening cut scene, it looked like it was just one woman. So it looked like it might have been a wife, a girlfriend, a sister, something. But yeah, through the movie, it's an actual village. So... So. uh, uh, so then, uh, basically the game picks up and you're on an island in the movie. He actually, you know, the first cut scene where it shows them pulling into a prison on a train, just like the movie. Uh, you know, he basically gets put in a prison and, uh, he's insubordinate. Uh, I think he basically pulls a gun on the warden or, uh, threatens yeah. him a few times. Yeah. He threatens the warden and then he snatches a gun and so and yeah so then they basically like this can't happen we're kicking his ass out on this island so we're going to send him to an australia type of excommunication and once again this startup scene is just like the movie like it is spot on like it is to go back on like the old school uh golden eye i never watched the movie i played the game forever and ever and then i watched the movie and i felt like the movie sucked because i knew what was going to happen yep this is kind of how this movie is yeah, uh, yeah. It, i mean it's it's not to that scope but like it is exactly the way the game is exactly the way the movie is even to the point where they kick him out of the helicopter now in the movie <laughs> he basically falls about four feet it looks like in the game it looks like he plummets like 30 feet out of this helicopter a solid 20 20 foot is what i would guess and so then it basically he's just as confused as everybody else uh here's some stuff in the woods takes off running and that's really where the game picks up at right there uh i guess without getting too much into just making this a a movie review uh we've kind of went over uh uh you know the ins and outs uh and to specify, we played this game before watching the movie, and then we watched the movie and went back and played it in the style of the movie, how the movie went. So, so uh, I don't know. You want to go ahead and jump into make it and break it on this one, Josh? Yeah, let's go ahead and jump in. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and tell you, we're going to start with make it. The first thing I've got is before you ever even get your first bit of gameplay, there is somewhat of a story to open the game. Every game that it seems like more games than not, when we play them, you have to read a box to figure out what the story is. And this one, if you watch the movie, you would know what the story is. But they do probably a solid uh, three or four minutes worth of cutscenes right off the bat. That is true to the movie. And so you kind of get the idea that even though the uh, animated. Uh, uh, Warden is uh is flapping his jowls is god all I mean it's very <laughs> awkward. Uh, when we we both seen that and I think we both just started cracking up. Like, like they big they they bulldog size like. But at the at the same time there wasn't a whole lot of uh, uh you know it was text words. Most Super Nintendo games wouldn't even had him open his mouth. So yeah. they were at least trying there. Yeah, there there was some flapping. But I did like that. You're like, hey, what's this game about? Oh, instead of having to read an instruction manual or look it up. Or the or, overview. Yeah, it told you. It okay. told you right there. And I was like, hell yes, this is the first one. I mean, we've only played, this is our sixth game. This is the first game that really explained what in the hell is happening in this game. Yeah, and I thoroughly enjoyed that. Like they said, I mean, without watching the movie, and I didn't know there was a movie. So we, like going into it, I sort of had a feeling like, okay, they, again, they blew up my wife. I'm pissed. I tried to kill someone. I get taken to prison. Fought some more people. And now I'm on an island trying to fight for my life. Okay. I can get down with that. So, yeah, it was kind of refreshing. Now, uh, after you've seen it once, you're not going to want to watch that startup scene again. Took forever. It did take <laughs> forever. Because I was, I mean, it was definitely different. Uh, Couldn't skip. Uh, the the second thing that I got that this that this game did great is it's exactly like the movie. I mean, you start out in the jungle, just like I mean, he doesn't necessarily start out in the movie, but the really movie really starts to pick up uh, when they're in the jungle. You know, everything when they're in the prison. You know, the game don't even really other than showing a picture of that prison. Uh, it wasn't really a major part. I I could have really did without the whole prison thing. Yeah, uh, the prison scene in the game was it was a picture of them arriving, 
And then there was a moment where he was walking with like two bodyguards or two right. guards. In the movie, one of my favorite quotes, uh, when they're getting walked in, the warden looks and he's like, I want that prisoner to come see me. And so the guy with the flapping jowls in the game, he says, uh, you know, you've uh, escaped. You're guilty of homicide. You've escaped two level five uh prisons you know you're like a matt war Secure. yeah yeah matt Secure. and he's like and he basically said you got something to say for yourself and ray Liotta, trying to be as badass as ray Liotta can be he goes yeah don't ever turn your back on me again and it's just like <laughs> what the hell where did that come from <laughs> and uh so the the movie is pretty uh tongue-in-cheek you know uh uh but uh but once he gets the, i mean you could have the game really picked up there wasn't a lot in the prison that you could have made a game about. I could have dealt without it in the movie, to be honest. But uh, basically, it starts you out in the jungle. I don't know, man. That high banter in that movie, that that whole that whole commentary, that dialogue. There was uh, there was some doozies in there. <laughs> uh, you could definitely tell it was a 1990s movie. Oh yeah. I felt like it was probably a late 80s, but I'm like, nope, it's a 90s movie. Uh, but when you got put into the jungle in the game, you know, it was just like the movie. The first boss was the first, you know, kind of was strange. If you watch the movie, that was the, really the first encounter, the first fight that uh, Robbins was in. Uh, the camp where the insiders were, uh, that was pretty accurate. So, uh, I mean, the game was, you know, you know, we said this had the story to open it, but it followed the story of the movie pretty, pretty close. And that is one thing that uh, I thought was great with it. Yeah, I, I said it followed it pretty. Well, I said pretty seamlessly. It was pretty nice, and uh, the opening was really good. Uh, I did enjoy it. Like I said, if you died and you had to rewatch it, that was a bit much. Like it, it got kind of old really quick. But another thing I really liked about it is, dude, you start the game and you're in it. Like you are in the once they give you control, you're you're there. Well, that is one thing. I, that's my third thing I got. is It's nonstop action, whether you want it or not. Uh, as soon as uh, they basically release you to go, uh, bam, you know, you're getting attacked. So, uh, you know, and the enemies, uh, you know, they're left a little lacking. Uh, uh, you know, one of the issues that I had was, uh, you know, it seemed like it was tough to fight the enemies, but... When you watch the movie, that whole first scene when he's in the jungle, I mean, the enemies are just respawning. The whole time that he's in the jungle, he's not fighting the enemies. He's trying to get the hell out of there. So yeah. that's the first thing I did was because I was struggling with it. I mean, I mean, stuff falling out of the trees, which was just like the movie. You know, people uh, attacking you left and right. And uh, I was like, in the movie, he just runs. So that's what I did. And that was, to me, the best way. I mean, that, that might not have been what was intended, but that's kind of what I thought. Uh, was there. So, I mean, it was nonstop action throughout it from the get-go. I mean, sometimes you felt like you needed to catch your breath. The only time I think that there was an action or something going on was when you were in the insider's camp. Yeah, whenever you were in the camp. Yeah. But, uh, like I said, I mean, whenever I first started playing it, you know, I went, I triggered, it triggered my whole thing. Like, kill all enemies, progress. But these enemies just kept respawning and over that, and over and over again. And that really... That that was more on the break it side of the game for me, but after like I said after after watching the movie, and then I'm like, you know what, I'm gonna try to copy the movie, made the game so much easier. And, and that was one thing that they didn't they could have said like, run like hell or like it doesn't really give you a direction. So in most platformers, uh, what are you gonna do? You're gonna try to kill the enemy and then advance. I go ahead and tell you, if you stop to kill an enemy, you were gonna get you were getting tagged. Yeah, you you got got, and uh, I think like I said I. As far as everything goes, like I said, it was really good. It, it was really, really nice. Like I said, the way that everything moved, like I said, the gathering of items was pretty neat too. And I did like the fact that even though it was a side-scroller platform game, you could actually go up and down inside of it. And like, there were some cliffs that if you hit down and your action button, which I think was B, you could drop down onto a ledge below you. What's the first thing you drop down into, Josh? <laughs> the first thing if you're running if you are rlh in that the first thing you run into is a pit of spots but guess what spots aren't insta-death in this so you're okay 
Well, uh, one thing that I do have uh, in here too is, uh, well, I guess like as you're running through the first stage, what was kind of cool, I hate to keep going back to this movie, but I feel like this is hand in hand with the movie. Yeah. After you run like hell and you get out of the first stage, you fall off that big ass cliff like he does in the movie into the waterfall. And I was like, that's really cool. It's if you'd never seen the movie, you'd be like, what in the hell is this? You watch the movie, you'd be like, oh, it's cool. In the movie, he gets hit with like some Ace Ventura tranquilizer darts and kind of falls off. <laughs> and this, you, I tell you, you're jumping to get the hell away from everybody. Uh, and and one of the things that I, I did like as well is once you jumped off of that, it brought you to a map, which was pretty, like if you want, look at the map, you would think it's kind of kooky. That's exactly what it looked like in the movie, essentially. It, it was almost identical. So when it pulled up the map, you would have basically a chance to go to the insider's camp, and then you would have, you know, it was like five to six different levels you could go to. I think one of them was like the Electric Forest. I can't remember the names of all of them, but each one of them kind of had their own gimmick. Uh, you know, different enemies, styles. I mean, and enemies you could fight a little bit better in the other stages. That's why I do think the first stage you're not meant to fight them. Uh, so I did like that the map was identical. I mean, it kind of looked weird if you hadn't seen the movie, but then, uh, one of the, probably one of the best things that I liked was there's a lot of strategy involved in it. Like I say, first stage, you're going to run like hell to get out of there. The second stage is even though I feel that on the break it side of some of the fighting aspects, but you know, you could actually fight some of the other enemies. Uh, but you know, when you got to the insider's camp, even though it was a little confusing in there, uh, you would trade for like wire cutters. Well, where were you going to take wire cutters? You're going to go to the electric forest with wire cutters. That's going to help you get through places that you can't. So it didn't matter what you uh, picked up, what you traded. Uh, it was a little strange. I felt like uh, the trading aspect could have been a little bit better, but uh, you kind of figure it out by trial and error when you can't really proceed. Uh, but, you know, you don't necessarily have to go in a specific order to win the game. I guess you could go to a different camp and uh, to start, because basically you're going to have to go to the other camps uh, to acquire more stuff to get this boat running. Uh, so I, myself, I went to Electric Forest. That was, and it was pretty challenging. I'll, I'll give it that. But once I got the wire cutters, uh, my, my issue with it is I felt like it could have been like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles when they're underwater and they're diffusing the bombs. Uh, no, I just kicked it in the dang little electric generator just yeah, quit. Yeah. And uh, I thought they could have did a little bit better than that with it being a 1994 game, but it was fine, you know. It did serve its purpose. Yeah, and I, I do agree with you. Like, you didn't really need a a walkthrough, I guess, is the best way to put it, to find out where you need to go next. You just had to go. Like, you, you could potentially beat almost every level without actually having to go in as perfect path like uh, there's a couple of games later on that once we get to like i hope we remember a lot of them but Mega Man is one of the biggest ones is where you know you have we, to go in an order you have to beat this boss then go to this boss and this boss and this boss so so there's that but in this game there wasn't really that much even though you had the options to go to these different areas to do it, it didn't feel like you were mandatory into going into those to an area beforehand. The only thing you really had to do was make sure you went to the camp and get the item that you were needing if you went into that area. So basically when you come to the map, that's kind of more or less like your home screen, like your yeah. stage select. And and in there is the camp. So once you finish the stage, and I did like that if you enter the stage and you realize, hey, I don't have the product or the tool. Okay, like I can the, walk back out of this stage. And yeah, go like back the electric the force. Yes. You, you needed the wire cutters. and So if you decided, hey, I have the wire cutters or I didn't trade for them or I didn't equip them, uh, as soon as you walk in the stage, there's an arrow pointing right back out. You can go back out and it brings you to the map. Yeah, and do a real quick swap or like, okay, I forgot to, I forgot to get the wire cutters. As where in a Mega Man, if you pick that guy and you're going in the right, you're screwed. You, you, go, gotta, you, you tough it out or you lose all your lives and hope to God you remember the password, the little combination password, or you have a safe state right before it. So, yeah, you literally, you could go scope the level out and you'd be like, you know, and I just keep going back to the, cause I spent the most time on the, the electric forest or whatever the hell it's called. And, uh, you know, you go in there and you're like, I can't go anywhere cause I'm getting electrocuted. It's going to kill me. 
I'm missing something. So then you could go yeah. back out. It was great. Uh, that part was good. Uh, it kind of gave you a sneak peek of, of what you needed. Uh, and, and those levels were pretty challenging. It wasn't like, like say it was not just side scrolling. There's about two or three or four levels to it. Uh, there's plenty of times I get to a spot where I would have to look for a generator or an item, uh, to diffuse, to proceed on because, you know, the ground was still electrified or whatever. Mm. And, and so some of them were pretty challenging to get to. And, uh, you know, even though the enemies were a little easier to battle than the other ones, they were, they weren't easy. Uh, not for me anyway. No, so, they, they weren't a cakewalk. Like you still had a little trouble. Like you'd still take a lot of hits throughout the thing and everything like that. The, uh, the other part of it is, is that again, I, I'm with you. I don't want to keep bringing this up, but if you watch the movie, and you sort of replicated the movie to best your ability, it made things so much more seamless. Like, like whenever it first happened and everything like that, whenever he goes to the camp, you know, one of the first items he does, like somebody offers him, as I'm not mistaken, is wire cutters, right? I think in the movie? Uh, perhaps. Uh, I can't, I can't remember. The, the movie had a lot going on. It, it did have a lot. But I think one of the items is he offered is like, hey, here's some wire cutters. You might need these. Like, it was a little, a little gimmick to it, and like I said watching it, and then being able to play the game, you know, you're like, oh, okay. So they are like it sort of hints to you of what items you may need later on in the game, which was really neat. Uh, another tip of the hat on the movie is uh, I, I had to look his name up because I, I keep forgetting it, but Ernie Hudson, the guy from Ghostbusters, the black guy on Ghostbusters, yep. he was in the movie. And that's yep. the first thing I was like, holy crap. I know? know that dude. Yeah. And I was like, I, that that cracked me up. So, uh, of course, you know, it was what it was. Uh, probably the last thing that I have that the, this game did good was uh, it did kind of, as it went along with the movie, it did fill in gaps that the movie didn't really uh, go into, whether it was not interesting or time restraints or whatever but they do mention in the movie that you know when you go to the main map and there's five or six different areas to go to in the movie they mention gathering the gangs together and they say there's five or six gangs on the island even though the movie only typically follows the outsiders gang so you don't in the movie you don't see the electric forest and and some of the other the you see the people coming from like the tunnels uh, but they don't really go into detail about the gang of, you know, mole men, basically, is what I guess I'll call them. Uh, as where the movie, you're like, hey, uh, if, if I'm playing the game and I'm like, I don't know what these areas are, and you start counting up, it's the gangs that they reference. Yeah, it's the five. So basically, what it comes down to is everybody on the, the, the island is, and, and they say it in the movie, and I'm pretty sure they, they cover that in the game. They said uh, there's no rehabilitation. You're not getting off this island. Everybody you know thinks you're dead. So it's basically survival of the fittest. We're throwing you on this. You couldn't live Rich. in the prison without acting a fool. So we're going to kick you out here in this island and you just sort it out yourself. Which is, again, the little subtitle of the movie. Right. <laughs> so uh, when they end up, uh, you know, basically it hits the ground running, you don't know that there's anybody friendly or not. Uh, <clears throat> I will I will have to come back on the movie where... Uh, that first uh, person he fights and kills is the the first boss you meet. Yeah. Where they're basically fighting over a swimming pool. And one of the doozy lines is, I can't, they basically get like these spears or something. Uh, and so the guy, you know, it's this black guy and he's just like spinning around doing the tricks and Ray Liotta and true Indiana Jones style just picks up the stick, throws it and it just pierces right in his heart. And the dude falls over into the pool. And then the leader of the outsiders goes, uh, well, that's not what we had planned. Well, we have an opening. You want to join us? And then Ray Liotta, keeping his cool, being badasses. Well, you had to get a better lifeguard than that. And I'm like, come on, man. Come on. Now, it was funny. It, it was, was funny. Listen, there were some good one-liners that you're just like, okay, I see what you did there. So at that point, you know, Ray Liotta thinks everybody on the island's trying to kill him. And then the insiders, uh, which is a camp where you do the trading, he ends up stumbling upon them. And of course, they're pretty uh, skeptical of him because he is. Uh, they don't know who he is. They he may be. He's the new guy. Yeah. He, he's the he's the guy. He's the unknown guy that they don't know what he is, or if he is new to them. Is he really? Well, is he part of the other tribes? You do not trust anybody in this movie unless you've been in the tribe for a while. And in the movie, 
you don't even trust some of those people, you know. No, and, they're shady too. And it goes both because, ways because they each had spas in each area. Well, not only that, but think of it this way. You're on a penal colony of a bunch of criminals. Do you trust a criminal? Well, is, there that, real, is, there, is there really honor amongst thieves that at that is, point? That is true, and they don't go into detail on why a lot of people are there. You'd imagine it's pretty bad. Yeah, to be able to not listen and paying attention, or not really paying attention, but obeying the rules of a prison colony. And I'm assuming, so dude went through two prisons in the movie before he got shipped there. So is that true to all of them? Like, do they all have, do they all have two tries? Is that third strike them leaving? To go back to our game slash movie review, another thing that comes up to me now that you mention it is when you go to the main jail, like, that's the good part? Yeah! I mean, it kind of seemed like it was sucked pretty bad in there, too. And then, like, what's the... He got in trouble for eating, like, you know, his... Uh, in the movie, his uh, bunk mate uh, gave him a piece of bread. Uh, they found out, and they drug him in there and basically beating uh, to death yeah pretty much so and, and then they're like oh well you couldn't abide by these shitty rules we're gonna throw you on an island well i mean I'm, and, and they did do drops on the island with food and stuff too but i'm like why do you even have a prison there why don't you just throw everybody on the yeah. island yeah wouldn't well, it be easier to well, do why, why don't we why don't you pull a full australia and just throw all of them there yeah why do you have a different now i don't think the island was where the prison was because the helicopter had to travel a little bit <laughs> but if you're bad enough that you can screw up one time and end up on an island why don't you just throw everybody on the damn island yeah uh, why do you give them an opportunity like i don't understand that part yeah and, all right that's <laughs> it was fun but no uh the last thing that i have about the good side of this is that again I did like the freedom of being able to go to wherever I wanted. The free range of the map itself. Like, I can't stress that enough. Because, you know, the previous games we played, like Dragon View, you had no idea where the fuck you were going. And you'd walk into a level and you're completely destroyed. But in this one here, you had the chance to go, oh, shit. I I need to leave, and you could leave right. at that point. And and I get you bring up a good point because when you get into a level, all the le the level goes to one spot. Like you're going from point A to point B, even though you may have to travel, you know, vertical and horizontal. So if you get into this this level and you realize you can't advance, then you go back. But uh, even though you, you know you could go to a different level than the next person. Uh, it was very clear that the game guided you in the direction. Like, yeah. once you entered a level, it wasn't like, hey, here's a big level. I don't know where to go. It guided you. You know, the, it, there was only so many different routes to take. They all led there. Now, getting there was pretty damn challenging. But yeah, and I, I, I like that. And I like also, I, I use this in, per, in parentheses, is the depth of the level, which means the transition of upper low middle and lower throughout the stage like you constantly moving up and down even though it was a side stroller it sort of gave that little 3d feel but not a full 3d depth top so again i i actually enjoyed it i thought it was i thought the way the the game was designed and all that was actually really clever for it and everything well i can tell you from uh some of the stuff i looked online josh uh, you saying you enjoyed it is in a, a minority of uh, I figured, a lot of folks. I figured. So that's all I've got for Make It, and I'm pretty sure you said that was all you got. So uh, Yeah, that was my last. We're going to go to the low-hanging fruit and uh, uh, go to what breaks this game. So uh, the first thing I got is, uh, you know, the first thing I had on Make It was it had a story to the game, but at the same time, the biggest one, the first thing that caught me was you almost have to watch the movie to understand how to play the game. Exactly. That should have, that's my biggest thing is there should have been big, big parentheses on this game that says, watch the movie first, follow the movie. Well, I think that Sony was probably like, Hey, let's cash in on this. Uh, like everybody's going to watch movie. this movie. They're going to yeah. play this game. Fun fact. I don't know if this is on your list or not, but this movie if I'm not mistaken, scored a 90% on Rotten Tomatoes. I did not. I, I, had to, I didn't look that up. I would believe it. But. I did. And think about it. Rotten Tomatoes, that, I, I trust the Rotten Tomatoes review, for one, because they they rated Batman versus Superman lower than the Super Mario Brothers live action movie. 
So, so is the ninety percent mean it's good or it's bad? It's good. Okay. Well, I, I take that back. I, I was the, fine the movie, with the, the movie. The, the movie, like I said, the movie had a real high rating. Well, for the time frame. So, and that that was the thing. It was like if you just rented this game and you'd never seen the movie, which I'm just gonna guess that if you know in '94. I've never seen this game before, to be honest. But in no. 94, if I seen this game at the store, I would probably, I wouldn't just jump on this game. I'd probably, if I seen it and I wanted to rent it, it was because I seen the movie. But when in today's current day and age, without watching the movie, it sucked right off the bat. And yeah. so so then I'm just like, I got to look at the trailer of the movie. And then I got into this rabbit hole of this movie. <laughs> and then it started to make a little bit more sense. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he uh to put it in perspective, George asked me to put it on one of my streaming services that I caught. So I'm like, of course, we have to watch this now. So, you know, once the game starts, uh, I got two things here that kind of go hand in hand. And when you start the game, there's no direction. No. Once again, we're going to say no direction if you ain't seen the movie. Uh, you start run, out and you're immediately getting attacked yeah, right off the run side. to the right. That's all your direction literally is, is run to the right. So, uh, and it doesn't even tell you that it's just, there's a bunch of people and like, say you try to stop and fight them. Not a good idea mm-hmm. because by the time you kill one, there's three more punching mm-hmm. you. You're going to die. Yeah. But uh, the only reason why I say run to the right as well is you start on the left side of the stream and the only place you can go is right. So as you are running right and you're getting just barreled right off the start and you're worried about these guys uh attacking you then you got like tires with spikes falling out of the trees people dropping out of the trees which happens on the movie if you never seen it you'd be like what in the hell yeah this is like one of those damn mario games that's impossible to beat like uh yeah the custom levels yes the custom levels and and so uh then as you're running and you're just trying to get the hell out of there what happens oh this ground that looks like normal ground Ah, uh, it just cheaply turns into nothing. A, a big pile of spikes. Yeah, big punchy spikes. Yeah. And it's like, what in the hell? And so then you're just like, there's no way to tell where where this. No, no, the, the, there's no tell to it whatsoever. It's all seamless. Like, like okay, here's the thing. I'll, I'll let out some of my nerdism on this. Is I watch anime a lot, and if you watch an, a Dragon Ball Z episode or something like that. There's always a color difference in what mountain is about to blow up. It's like they didn't put the time in behind it to blow it up. No, this game put the time in to make everything look seamless. Like everything looks the same until you step on it and it crumbles. Made it feel like an actual trap, which to me, that's on the positive note. Because, I mean, you had like, it made you more cautious. But the negative side of that is that. You couldn't be cautious. Like, you literally had to move, 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 move. And and I did have that, too, is it took me multiple plays to figure out just to run because fighting wasn't working. Yeah, no, fighting was absolutely horrible. And, and it was it pissed me off because, like, I think I probably died ten times just trying to get through the first damn level. Yeah. Now, if I, I hop on there right now, I'm going to breeze through the first level because I know you just run like Watch it. the movie. Once, Yeah, you're right. And this makes sense if you've seen the movie. He just runs. As soon as he gets on the islands, he hears a noise, he sees people coming at him, and he bolts. And, and true enough that as he's... Uh, Run through the forest, he's busting his ass, he's falling, he's yeah, stumbling he's the whole damage. time. Like, he's taking damage. Yes. Uh, now, I don't think what he did in the movie versus what the game is trying to accomplish is, it's loosely correct. Uh, but it gives It's you more a, entertaining on screen than it is game. Yeah, I guess it gives you a guideline. Uh, so, uh, on top of that, uh, figuring out just how to get out of the first, get out the damn <laughs> gates. Uh, probably one of the, this is probably my number one thing that it's going to come up before we get into the other stuff is, man, the controls are bad. Okay. I will agree with you because if like you, you can move up and down on this side scroller, you can go up, you know, you can climb stuff. You can hop down from stuff. If you start the game and if you hit down action button, you fall off the level. That was what I was getting to earlier about you falling, going up and down about falling off the level. All right. I remember you telling How me. How stupid is that? Well, normally games have a little guideline like, oh, there's no ledge under you, so I'm not going to allow you to fall to your death. But this guy's like, you know what? 
fuck it, you're an idiot, you're going to do it. So, as you're running off the start, there's times where I feel like your guy does a dash. I couldn't figure out how to get my guy to run. Yeah, no, I got no idea. He just magically gets Every faster. now and then, he would just get faster, and then he would do a longer jump. It's like, what the hell? Well, then... I could go across the same jump two or three times and try to jump. And I would make it 50% of the time and then miss it 50% yeah. of the time. And then as I'm trying to run, my guy throw his arms out like he's walking the damn tightrope. I was like, you got 36 guys chasing you, you dumbass. Once you get down the damn road. <laughs> and, uh, and and I don't even know. I just I jump. And then like I didn't really pay a whole lot of attention because you were just taking damage, just constantly getting yeah. beat on. Yeah, you, uh, you had to move. Like There was no time to sort through anything. And so then I guess I always kept thinking, how do you run? Because I feel like running, like I've seen there's snippets where my guy does run, but I don't know how to make it happen. Uh, and then... Heaven forbid you fall down on one of these punji pits or you're trying to climb up. If you're not just doing it perfectly and pushing up with your action button, he will not grab the corner and nope. pull himself up. Absolutely not. And the, and here's another little fun fact about that game. I don't know if you paid attention to it, but every time you jump and miss that ledge, you take more damage than you are taking damage just standing there. I didn't know that. But... The, at the end of the day, why I say these controls suck, I mean, you can say, oh, well, here's how you run, and you're just a dumbass for not knowing that. Okay, I agree. But everything is just like, and, you know, there is nonstop action. But it's just so hectic. Man, I played this game for 10 minutes. My thumb hurts like hell. Yeah. Pushing the damn button. Like, the controller is just raping yeah. my thumb. Yeah, the gaming calluses don't exist right now because... For one, our new console games have a nice little pad that you use. Yeah, I'm an old man. I can't, I can't hammer this out like I could have when, in, you know, 1994. Uh, so that was my hand hurt so bad playing this game, and it wasn't like cramping. It was like the directional pad had it was like it was 40 like, grit sandpaper. Yeah, rubbed it raw, man. Yes. Like it was bad. And and uh, so that part was really bad to me, and and I'm just like. The controls are janky, but they physically hurt. Yeah, they, because I said, I, I didn't know how to sprint. I, I'm going to call it sprint loosely because your dude did move faster. But yeah, you know, and now games, you know, you hit it and you tap, you either push in on the analog stick or if you are a weird person, you have a button where you have to hold the sprint like you green thumbs out there on most <laughs> games. Uh, I, I, I said, I, I didn't know how to sprint and I even tried it. Like, I'm like, okay, maybe it's your action button and sprint and holding over. Yeah, that wasn't it. I, it didn't do anything. It made you climb faster if it was on the same level as you, but that was it. So, uh, the next thing that I got that I, I, it's going to sound like a make it, but it is really a break it. Uh, so I'm going to tell you the soundtrack I thought was okay. I, I was about to say. And I, the reason I say it's okay is because it never got old because you can't play this game for more than 15 minutes at a time. So uh, you're not hearing it repetitive because if you tell me that you played this for two and a half hours straight, I tell you you're out your damn mind. I agree. So even though I'm giving props to the soundtrack, it's because I, I mean, I don't know how long I didn't look up on speed run or even know if there's a speed run for this game. Uh, I don't know how long it would necessarily take you. I, I feel like this is probably like a two-hour game to beat. Uh, I probably. Didn't, I didn't beat it, but the soundtrack didn't bother me. But if I played it for two hours, it, it may have bothered yeah. me. Uh, but I'll say the only videos that I've seen of it was, it said horrible review or horrible game. We even watched one at the beginning that after the dude died, like most times, it just big caption said, Fuck this game. When we when we drew the game, we wanted to pull up just see what the gameplay play looked like, what we're getting into, because we thought it might be a wrestling game, and that's exactly what it said. And my wife actually came in the room and she just started cracking up because uh, we were going to dinner and she's like, "Hey, come on!" And then she seen that and she's like, "Oh, that's funny as hell." And then she laughed at us because she's like, "Oh, you two are gonna have a blast with this one." Well, so th this is uh, I guess there's probably three real negatives I had. This is probably the second negative I had. It was the trading system. Uh, it was kind of janky. Uh, I felt like equipping the, the items were jankier. But at the end of the day, if you never watched the movie, 
you ain't going to know what the hell. You're, you're going to say, why does this one group want to trade with me? Why is there good guys in the center of this island? But then in the movie, you have the leader. You have, like, the mechanic, the guy who acquires things. Or the guy that, I guess, is trying to put the escape raft. You got the guy, the, the guy from Ghostbusters that's kind of skeptical. He's kind of like the guardian of it. And so then when you've seen the movie, you kind of understand why, you know, one of these guys has gasoline and the other doesn't. Uh, but if you'd never seen the movie, you'd be like, what in the hell is going on here? And then to be honest, the trading aspect of it wasn't good either. No, uh, it was not. So it was hard to tell what you were getting, what you weren't getting, which was fine. You could go back and retrade because you'd get in a stage and you're like, oh, I thought I equipped it. Apparently I put it in Robin's hut. And uh, that part was very aggravating. And I can go ahead and tell you, I don't know how you play this game if you've never seen the movie. Just be like, why is these random guys? Why is this guy got this? Why is it? Why do I have to talk to 12 different? Well, it's not 12. It's probably like seven different guys in this camp. Uh, now, they're pretty main characters in the movie. But once again, if you ain't ever seen the movie, and even if you have seen the movie, it really wasn't a great system with the trading. No, it was not. And, and you have to trade to, to make it through this game. Yeah, you, you have to do the barter system to do to get it. Because like I said, again, bringing it back to the electric forest, which, again, that's a negative for me. You're in modern day time. Why are they calling it the electric forest? It was in 20 effing 22, Josh. Exactly. This was in 1994. This is what they thought. Hey, have you been? when's the last time you've been out into the damn jungle? They might have electric stuff out there. You don't know. Bullshit. Have you been? Let's go to a random island and see if there's an electric force because this may be happening and you just don't know it. The only place six years from now, they might be like, "There's electric force everywhere." The only place this happened was in Jurassic Park. At that point, whenever that you know of, because (laughs) just like the movie said, nobody even knows this island exists. So why not give them some? Cool. It might be a mythical island out there with an electric fucking forest. Now, mind you, the last thing I probably want to electrify is a freaking tree or a walkway. For one, (coughs) wood is a terrible conductor. Just letting out the smartness in me. Because, you know, if I'm a guy that's been left on an I'll die, I'm going to be like, this vine hanging off a tree, I'm going to electrify the shit out of it. Because uh, I ain't got better to do. I'm starving to death. Yeah, right? yeah. Fuck food. Fuck water. Fuck a shelter. Well, maybe that's why they electrified it. Now, I think of it, maybe that was to gather food. Even though I only really seen rats running around on that island. But I thought I saw a bird or two. Yeah, but... there's probably birds and fish, but... Besides the point, I guess. Now, getting yeah. down this rabbit hole, yeah. which is the this whole movie. Yeah, the game. game. Game, please. Game movie slash. <laughs> it's, this is a continuation. Uh, we'll go back and forth. All right, so I've only got one more thing to wrap it up with. Uh, do you have anything that you want to toss in there? Because, I mean, there's a lot of flaws. There's a lot of low-hanging fruit. There's a lot of low-hanging fruit. No, no. I, the, I said my, my biggest thing is, I said we've already pointed them out, you know, you have to watch. I think that's the biggest. Like you have to watch the movie to know what the fuck's going on and how to play this game. Right here it says what I've got wrote down word for word is you would never want to play this game without watching or locking the movie. Without the movie, there's no idea of what is happening, and I feel like that is rings completely true. Uh, and that's the biggest downfall is you can't. I don't think that you know we say hey it's easy to play. You can just pick it up and start going. I, you cannot do that with this game. And even after the movie, it's still rough. Like, no, I, 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 here's where I disagree with just a little bit of that. Is I think you could technically play the game and beat the game, but it's a lot of trial and error. That is right. Like, you fail into success at that point. Well, the problem is I don't think the game is good enough to get the replay value to do that. To do the fail. Where when you speak about Mega Man, there's a fun factor that makes you want to say, ah, this was wrong. Let me go back and do this. This is just like, this is wrong. This whole game is screwing me. It's tough to play. I'm done. That would be me if I had to do it that way. I agree with you, but I, I do think that the game is still beatable without watching the movie, but watching the movie makes it easier. All right. So I think that is, I agree with that. Uh, at the end of the day, I'm just going to say this. Hot take. The game isn't that bad. Game's not that bad. I think most of the time you have a crappy game made off of a good movie. This, I think, was a good game made off a crappy movie. 
Uh, yeah, I, I will say I'm fine with flipping the narrative on that one. You know, I know these people that made this, uh, uh, the developer, uh, shoot. You said it was Bit? Bix. Uh, Bix. Yeah, Bits. Uh, they did other movie games, and some of the games on there wasn't bad. I mean, you know, it's a movie game, so it, some of them aren't good. But, you know, they kind of knew what they were doing. Uh, I, and they were all also across different platforms and stuff like that, too. So. I can see why Sony approved it, because if you said, hey, Sony, here's this movie, I feel like pitching the movie would have been way harder in the game, because Sony already made the movie, and you're like, here's this game. And if you watch somebody play through this game, uh, you would be like, this is just like the movie. I approve. Like, yeah. the game, even though the game is bad, I ain't gonna lie, it's not as bad as what people are gonna say because it is true to the movie. Yeah. If that again, makes any sense. Again, I think, and, and that's where I'm gonna stand up for this game a little bit, is everybody, like I said, the, again, going to that one to where that dude, we watched him, the first one we watched was, fuck this game. It makes me wonder if he actually watched the movie, because if you watch that little footage that he does, he done the same thing that we done at first. Stand there and fight. Stand your ground. Try to move a little bit. Stand your ground. Now, at the end of the day, even watching the movie, did it make the game, was it more enjoyable for me? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> would I say that it's uh, a, a great game uh, or a great movie? I mean, I, I enjoyed them both, I guess. Uh, but, it's easy to if you said you absolutely hated it, whether you watched the movie or not. I can't defend it. No, uh, I, I I defend it to a point. I, I will defend it to I, a point. I don't understand one thing. I don't understand is hey, you know, Terminator Two or Terminator. That's a big movie. Last Action Hero, eh, not my favorite, but that's a that's big a movie. good movie. Uh, Robin Hood, uh, Die Hard, all these games. Why in the hell do you make a game off No Escape? Like, don't get me wrong. Uh, Ray Liotta isn't known for an action star, and I know that he did state that that's one of the things he wanted to do is be a hero in a movie, yeah. Uh, instead of a gangster, I guess sniffing cocaine every time you see him. <laughs> but uh, he, uh, I don't know why they picked this game to make. I, I, like, I don't know why this movie there was a game made. I, it, they it would have been just fine without a game. Well, according to Rotten Tomatoes, the movie itself was a little higher than subpar. So, I guess fair enough. And of course, this was a long time ago when Ray Liotta was a little younger. Uh, I, I don't know the rating companies that done movies back then, so I couldn't justify them. You probably had Siskel and Ebert giving thumbs up and down. Uh, uh, probably, more than likely. All right, so I guess to wrap that up, uh, I've got uh, price charting and eBay values. And I have basically uh, some fun facts Uh I'll go ahead and tell you, most of my fun facts are actually over the movie because there wasn't a lot of fun facts for the game. <laughs> but there was interesting ones for the movie. So which would you rather do? A few fun facts or uh, uh, the price charting? Uh, uh, since this is a Super Nintendo podcast, I say we end with the price charting. Okay, okay. Because I'm curious. I want to know if the fun facts about the movie affect the price charting. Now, I will tell you that when I, I went to Wikipedia and I'm trying to find some more information, and you get equal amount over this movie, very little over the game, and more over another movie that Owen Wilson was in called No Escape, which I think is completely unrelated. I don't care enough to look at it, but when you type in No Escape... I added the Owen Wilson No Escape to my streaming service, and I don't know if you saw that or not. I did, but I'm going to probably watch that too. I don't I, care enough more, about it, but I'll probably More watch than likely I will too. Because I accidentally <laughs> ran into fun facts over that movie when I was doing these. <laughs> and uh, it was a little strange as well. So the first thing that I did see was there was a lot of reviews over this game, but I couldn't, like when they were citing the references, I couldn't pull that review up except for one. And they were like old game pros and stuff. Well, I didn't have those Game Pro editions, or I would have like literally pulled them off the shelf and looked at them. Uh, the only review that I found that rings true to home, <laughs> I, I was laughing when I seen this. Next Generation uh, Magazine reviewed the Genesis version. I forgot to mention it was released on the Genesis, which when I, what I've seen in gameplay, I don't have it for the Genesis. It did look a little more fluid on the Genesis. So I feel like they were playing a better version. I think... The Genesis had a, a slightly better version uh, than the Super Nintendo did. I think the controls looked a little more crisp. You could run a little easier. Well, the Genesis also gave you probably, a, what, an extra two buttons? 
Uh, I don't know necessarily. They only had the three. Was it the three? Yeah. Okay. So they rated it one star out of five, which isn't surprising because this game isn't necessarily good. I don't think it's as bad as the rap it gets, but it wasn't good. And the, the review said, the only way to escape this annoying gameplay, repetitive soundtrack, and frustrating control is not to get caught buying this game. And I just cracked That's up. That's pretty good. So, in 1994, when this game got reviewed, they were like, it sucks. Yeah. Uh, so... See, and I'm with you. I uh, Giving it one, I, I'd honestly give it two out of five schmeckles. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't think the movie was that bad for watching an older movie. It was, it was you know, I give originality points. Uh, uh, and Ray Liotta acting over the top was just an added bonus to it as yeah. well. So that was the only thing I could find that was just a snippet from the game. The rest of these I have from the movie uh, that are slightly, you know, interesting. Uh, this one was cool. Uh, there was a lot. You know, they were given, IMDB was given all this stuff. So I tried to only pick the coolest ones and I got about five of them. Uh, Ernie Hudson, the guy who played uh, the black guy in Ghostbusters. Yep. He took this job just, and this was his quote, just to get as far away from civilization as he can following the crow which he was in i'm sure i knew that at the time but I, i'd forgot about it and i guess that was the death of brandon lee hit him so hard he yeah because this was filmed obviously on uh secluded Desert place Island. so uh he took this he said that was one thing he wanted was just to get away from everything he didn't want to be around people and so even though that's kind of sad it's kind of cool too you know yeah. it kind of explains why he got in here uh, because I feel like there's really three or four actors you've probably seen before, and the rest were like, not a whole lot. Yeah. Uh, to go into this, they do mention in the movie that there's like, I, I think they say there's like 600 outsiders versus like 98 insiders. So uh, one of the things that it said was there was 400 total extras that played as, uh, you know, they were extras as the outsiders. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's this was an interesting one, even though that they follow a silhouette. Uh, there's not one single female that's cast in this whole movie, so that is, I think, very strange. I mean, I think today's day and age, you'd probably call it sexist. Uh, I don't think that that's what this movie is trying to be, but it's just very strange that there wasn't one single no, woman no, in no, this movie. No, no, I don't think it's strange at all. I don't think it's strange at all because, again. You're on a prison island. What's one thing that would happen if there was at least one female? Oh, well, they'd definitely get raped and murdered immediately. Exactly. Not saying that there ain't some bad bitches that could kill a few guys, but, you know, you got like 700 dudes running exactly. around one island. Exactly. It would not have been good. So I, I can see why they left the females out of this movie, so that wasn't implied. So... But that was that was kind of interesting when I seen that because I, I don't think that there's probably a whole lot of movies. Uh, I mean, even when you look at some of them like Saw, where you know it's two people in one room when they're doing the flashbacks, there's always you know there's a female actress in there. Yeah. Uh, so I thought yeah. that this that's probably there's not a whole lot of movies I think that can really boast that. Uh, so the last two I thought was really interesting. Uh, so this movie came out in 94, 93. I know the game came out in 94. Uh, it takes place in 2022. Ironically. We're uh, in the year 2022. Yes. And that's what I sent you in that message. Is like, it's 20 and 22, Josh. It's like, there's a movie. We got to watch this. I didn't even think about it. Ray Liotta passed away in 2022, the same year that the movie was shot. So even though he doesn't necessarily die in the movie, you know, kind of sad. He did pass away this year. So, uh. Uh, that was kind of strange, just a eerie coincidence. And this was probably the weirdest. And I think this kind of goes to uh, what the sellouts, you know, just to let you know what the sellout was in the 90s and nowadays and the, the cash grab. So this movie was 93, 94. Yep. There is dialogue from this film featured in the song Immune from Godsmack, Godsmack's 1998 album. So Godsmack has dialogue from this movie at the start of one of their songs. I would have never guessed that. I've listened to Lil Godsmack. Not a huge fan of him. Uh, I listened to a pretty decent amount of them. 
if I told you that that, that this <laughs> now I could understand more if Godsmack had actually made a song for the movie. I guess that's yeah. more of the sellout. But you know, maybe they yeah. they just like the damn it, movie. I guess it's like the I Stand Alone and Scorpion. King. Yeah, and I guess I probably uh, uh, call them you know say sellout. That's probably not fair, but. Uh, I would have never imagined that. And now they did have other stuff about how this movie was loosely based off a book. Uh, you know, very loosely based off a book. So it could have been something of that. They may have been fans of the book. Hell, they may like Ray, Ray Liotta. Hell, they may love the damn movie. I don't know. But that's what it said. And that is the last fact that I have for the movie or the game. I'm all right with that. Like I said, that, that's pretty interesting. I'm more curious as to now what the lyric is in Godsmack. I, I might, feel like the, the main boss, Merrick, it's got to be him saying something, right? Yeah. Is that, that's what I Or think. maybe it's Ray Liotta going at the start of the song. Don't turn your back on me. You know, uh, you should have a different lifeguard. <laughs> yes, it could be that. <laughs> if it's a lifeguard, you know, I'm a Godsmack fan immediately. Oh, after. yeah, 100%. Okay, so that's all that. We're going to come down. We're going to come down the last two things uh, of value and then where we're going to rank it. So uh, where do you think a loose copy of this comes in at, Josh? Okay, now here, knowing that Ray Liotta passed away this year, and I will go ahead and tell you, I don't think anybody says, hey, I want to buy this game because Ray Liotta was an actor in the movie. I don't, I don't know. I'm not saying that they don't. Well, I'm just saying that's going to affect my judgment because my 100% honestly, dude, $4 is too much for this game. Okay. So with Ray Liotta, I'm going to say it's probably up to a solid 7 Okay. You're low. Okay. Would you like to take another guess? For a loose copy. For a loose copy. I'm low. Yes. So, okay, with me being low on that, then it's going to be people who like the movie. And I think, just because, you know, I've, I've never seen this game. And I think it came out at the end of the Super Nintendo lifespan. And I think Sony probably released this just as a quick cash grab. Or the, the game studio, to be, to be quite honest. Uh, I don't think that there was probably a whole lot of these produced, is what I would think, with it coming out in 94. Which was pretty much the end of the Super Nintendo. Yeah. So I figured they're just trying to hurry up and scrape together, put something out there. So if this was come out in 1991, I agree. I think it's probably a $4 game. But I don't think that it was as mass produced just because of the year that it came out in. Okay, so with knowing that knowledge, I'd say loose copy, solid 15. All right. A loose copy, according to price charting, which says that there's about one a month sales. Thirty dollars and forty three cents. What? The ones I seen on eBay, shipping included, was about twenty eight dollars on average. So uh, I know the answer to this. If I told you, Josh, I'll give you this game that's worth about thirty dollars, or I'll give you fifteen dollars cash. Which are you gonna take? Taking the game. You're gonna take the game. I take the game over that. The. Because well, now, now the little gremlin that lives inside of my head as a collector, as a comic book collector. That value is only going to go up from here. I'll go ahead and tell you, I don't know if I can buy this game for $15 if I've seen it out in the wild. $2, yes. $5, I'll probably buy any Super Nintendo game for that price. Uh, no. I don't think I'd spend more than $9 on this game. No, but like I said, me buying it hand, cold hard cash wise, yeah, no, I ain't paying for it. But someone giving it to me, I'm taking the cart. So there was about a $2 difference between eBay and price charting. So complete inbox, uh, price charting said they've tracked it at four complete inboxes selling a year. And it's pretty close. It's within uh, $2.5 of each other. So uh, what do you think a complete inbox cost? With right? knowing the loose is that amount, 150 Okay. This game is very strange on the pricing. Uh that that's a fair assessment. It's thirty dollars. You multiply it by about five. That's yeah. probably what you're gonna get. Uh, price charting shows it ninety seven dollars sixty two cents. eBay, I've seen it selling for about an even hundred dollars. So close enough within a couple. Yeah. Months. Okay. So uh, I'll go ahead and tell you, uh, eBay didn't have a new copy. There was a graded copy. <laughs> I don't know why you grade this game, but like I say, it's probably not a bad idea because I don't think the game's worth twenty eight dollars. Uh, no. But anyways, 
uh, price charting says one new one sells a year. And then eBay, it's not a sold listing, but I had to mark down because it was the only new one I seen. What do you think a new one sells for? Let's go with, I'm not going to multiply it by as much, but I'm going to base this off of the $30. And then the, then the used copy and bots, which you said was almost a, even hundred. So I'm going to go with roughly 225 no. Now I feel like there's a big gap between the used versus the complete in box. I feel I agree. like that I feel like that's not necessarily too big a jump, but then there I feel like there's a big gap. So price charting says the one a year that they're tracking sells at $353.27. That's ridiculous. There's one graded copy that has not sold that's sitting on eBay right now for $695. That is absolutely atrocious. So uh, I did find that very interesting to say. So uh, that's extremely biased. Like, okay, now that's going to play into the fact of that Ray Liotta that actually passed away. I think it, I don't even think that the Ray Liotta, other than him being on the cover, you can't really tell it in the game, and that may have something to do with it. I just and that's fair. Me personally, I just think it's probably uh, not as many copies out there, it, which is probably why people are going to spend twenty eight thirty dollars. It could be that. It could be what you're saying. It could be a little bit of both, or it could be nothing at all because. The gameplay and the fun of this game is definitely not $28. No, no, absolutely not. I mean, when you said four, six, seven dollars you're probably hitting the nail on the head. So, uh, you know, when we play Roger Clemens Baseball, it was bad. I bought a, a copy that was mostly complete. I was okay because I could pick it up for like $12. Uh, I'm not spending $97.62 for a box copy of this. I'm sorry. What about a graded copy? You're not going to drop that $700 on it? I'm not dropping $700. I ain't dropping $700 on a damn game, period, much less that. <laughs> so now we're going to move over and we're going to wrap this episode up. I know we're going a little long, but you're getting a movie review in with your video game. <laughs> That's 100% true. Whether you like it or not. We're so, sorry, but it, it happened. So last week, the... Uh, Mount Rushmore had to kick somebody off. So, Josh, you have right now on your Mount Rushmore, the first face on there is Super Putty. The second one is Jeopardy Sports. The third one is Roger Clemens Baseball. And the fourth one is Dragon View. Obidus has fallen in the number five spot. Where do you put No Escape at? I'm going to rank No Escape. And this is without readjusting my Mount Rushmore because, you know, we're being a little, we're being biased on this because of the simple fact, you know, we're getting random games and it's kind of hard to justify these by these five because, you know, we're getting like Dragon View and Obidus was an RPG style game. Super Putty was an arcade. Jeopardy was a trivia and Roger Clemens was a sport. So it, where I'm going to rank it right now without rearranging everything is I would put it at number four, I would move Dragon View down, but if I could rearrange it, I would keep Dragon View number four, put this game at number three, and kick Roger Clemens off of the mountain. Wait, we can't do that. Not until we, we can't. Not until we get a little farther along I where agree. we have a re-rank. So what you're saying is... I push Dragon View down into number five. So you're saying it's Super Putty, Jeopardy. Yep. Roger, Roger Clemens, Clemens, and then this game. No Escape, Dragon View, Dragon View, and then Obidus. Yep. You know what people are going to say when they they hear this? They're going to say, "You hate RPGs," which is completely the opposite <laughs> exactly. of everything. Because I love my Final Fantasy games so much. I love my RPG games, and that's why I wish I, like I said, we can't rearrange them just yet. You know, once we get farther in, we will. But no, I do. I hundred percent love my RPG games. It's just that, I said, I, I'm... We're playing it. Now, I will say that there is uh, Obidus and Super Predator Amiga games, and uh, they kind of feel the same. But other than that, we're playing... Like, even though Obidus and Dragon View are RPGs, they are two completely different, two different styles. Set, two different RPGs. setups. Like I said, they're so, they're so different in the way they are done. So I, I agree. And, and it uh, hurts me, because I, I love my RPG games. I, I don't think it's too hard to... <laughs> I don't agree with Dragon View being down so far, uh, but with you only doing ten games, it's kind of hard. We're not even through ten games, I guess. When we're no, we're, we're on number six, six. games. It, it's 
not too hard to defend defend it because it it just is what it is, I guess. Exactly. So and and to me, where I have my Mount Rushmore is Jeopardy Sports is number one, which you know a lot of people ain't gonna agree with that. I've got Dragon View as number two, Super Putty is number three, Obitus is number four, and I kicked Roger Clemens off Mount Rushmore last week. So I'm going to stand by and say that No Escape is not a great game. I do think it was great with following what the movie was. I mean, once again, if you haven't seen the movie and you played the game. Now, I didn't beat the game. I don't know how the game ends because I I just I didn't have the patience, the skill, or enough skin on my thumb to do it. I feel like if you played this game, you've got a pretty damn good idea. When you watch the movie, I think you're going to be slightly bored because you know what's happening. With that being said, I think this game takes way more heat for being a bad game. I think the movie, it was a bad movie to make a game up, I guess. Because I didn't I didn't hate the movie. The movie wasn't great. Uh, I feel like the game rendition of the movie was better than the movie was. Yep. And that's why I justify by me, if I could rearrange it, I would. Where I'm going to drop No Escape is going to come in at number three. It's going to go Jeopardy Sports, Dragon View, No Escape, Super Putty, Obitus, and Roger Clemens. Just for the fact is I think that it's not as good as Dragon View or Jeopardy Sports. I don't think it's it's close to those in my opinion. But I do think it has a better replay factor. I feel like if I was completely bored and I had nothing else to do, I can make myself slightly enjoy this game if I put a bandage on my thumb or a pad or something, you know, to work keep... up that callus. Yes, yes. If I, I had a three inch ward on my thumb that was calloused up, I could probably enjoy this game if I had to make myself do it. So that's where I'm going to leave uh, No Escape at. And I think I go and tell you, there's not a whole lot of positive stuff that you see about this game online, but. It's a good game based off a movie. Yeah, they've done a solid job. It's not a good game altogether, but if you gave, if you were given the tools to make this game, and and here were the guidelines, I feel like I feel like it was probably an above average job. It was just a horrible movie to make a game off of, in my opinion. Yeah. So I I don't think we really have a whole lot to add there. Uh, uh, that's our sixth game that we reviewed. Is there anything that you want to leave on, Josh? No, that's about it. Ah, right, well, uh, we're going to call this uh, uh, quits, and we're going to come back next week with uh, episode seven. So this is George signing out. This is Josh. See you later.